Hey, and welcome to the Astrology and Human Design podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey, here to educate you on all things astrology and human design so that you can align with your highest potential and your life purpose. I am super passionate about sharing the language of the cosmos in a way that is easy to understand so that you can apply it to your life. I create digital guides, online trainings, and so much more to help you learn and understand your charts in a really simple and easy way. Learn more about me and check out what I have to offer on my website, astrologyhumandesign.com. Thanks so much for being here, and without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Happy almost Valentine's Day. Happy Mercury-Pluto conjunction on its way out. (laughs) So stoked about that. I wanted to talk with you guys today about the seven-year cycles of Uranus. I was house-sitting for a friend last night, and in their place, I just feel like I'm not in my correct environment. I feel, and I have a left-facing arrow um, in my human design, in my environment variable, a left-facing arrow, I think I said that, and that basically means I'm meant to be active in this life, and in certain environments, I don't feel like it supports that activity level in me, and I feel more lethargic, I feel more tired, right, which is a sign that I'm in the incorrect environment, but I had committed to house-sitting, so I was there, and rolling with it, and I realized the scope of needing to feel busy, like being a left-facing environment. If you have that in your design, you're here to be busy in this life, right? I talk about this in my variables ebook. If any any left-facing arrows you have, you're meant to be busy, but especially for those of us that have it in the environment because we're meant to be busy and active in our environment. And I realized like, wow, house sitting isn't the best thing for for someone with that to do (laughs) with me, especially because I am not in my own cave. I'm not in my own comfort zone. And I also feel like while I'm house sitting, I'm like, it's just more supportive. How do I describe this? Words are not coming to me cohesively right now. Like, but when you're in this environment where you're just like, watching someone's dog or watching someone's plants it's like relaxing right it's more like right facing arrow energy when it comes to environment and so I realized that this past weekend and I was like you know what I want to take advantage of this because I have been super busy now that I'm in like a new place and I moved into this new house about two weeks ago and I feel like this is really correct for me like it really supports me in being active and it's like, it feels like my little cave. Like, I just love it. I love how it smells, which is connected to cave. I just love how it feels. I love, um, like, decorating it. I've got some really awesome decorations recently for my place. And it just feels so homey. It's like, I finally feel like I can nest, which is what a cave person, a caves person really needs. And where was I going with this? Oh, the Uranus revelation. I was like, okay, let me just take advantage. Like, I have nothing to do. You know, this isn't my house, so I'm not going to, like, force myself to be active and do things in someone else's house because this isn't my comfort zone, right? 
and so I was like, let me just take advantage of this. Let me Netflix and chill. Let me like take a bath. Let me like <laughs> get some edibles and just chill. And another part of my design is inner vision, right? So I am meant to close my eyes when I use my intuition. Like it really helps me to gather information. And I had never experimented with like having a, um, an eye mask on and just kind of like being in silence and letting myself just go through my thoughts and process my thoughts in that way, like with completely no stimulation, right? Blindfold. And I did that. I took an edible, <laughs> felt it kicking in and was like, you know what? I'm actually getting pretty tired. I'm just going to put my eye mask on. I sleep with an eye mask on and like lay here and go to sleep. Well, I didn't end up going to sleep because inner vision, cognition, so many things started coming to me. And I also have a defined Ajna, a defined crown, which I'm going to do a whole other video on eventually and, and podcast episode on like the differences between your mental space when you have definition in your crown and Ajna versus when you don't, because there really is such a distinct difference. Like people that are thinkers, those are the people that have defined crowns and defined ajnas and that are here to be like thinkers and mental processors. Whereas if you have it open or undefined, I'm already giving you guys a little snippet into the next, into this episode. You're not here to have the, that kind of like thinker mentality and be someone who's like constantly thinking, constantly in your head with ideas and mental processes and analyzation. Like that's not correct for you. Whereas it is for someone who has a defined crown and ajna, which is me, <laughs> yours truly. All my charts defined except my solar plexus and root. It's it's quite something. Um, but so I was laying there trying to go to sleep with my eye mask on. And I just started getting these ideas. I started thinking about things. I started thinking like, wow, I really... Because my last living situation, if you guys follow my Instagram stories... Um, I think I was posting about it on TikTok too for a little bit and just talking about all my lives on there. Like, I really didn't feel comfortable in my last living situation. It felt great at first and then shit hit the fan and my housemate got like really triggered by something and he wasn't able to... It was just a very volatile and like emotionally abusive situation after that, after the trigger happened and like there was no conscious resolution of that um and after that moment it was very hard which was like the last two months that I was there but something that he would like bully me and just make these like really snide passive aggressive comments about things I would say and about like just things you know things I would mention and that would come up in conversation he would just like make really rude snide <laughs> mean comments about it and um like it honestly reminded me back when you're in middle school and they tell you like the guys that like you are the ones that are mean to you like that was like his energy or like way of flirting I guess I don't know but so I had said something about you know, just would casually come up in conversation like, oh, I was talking with my ex because he works here and like I went to go see him and we just caught up and like I'm friends with a lot of my exes. And he was like, oh, you have, you must, you sound like you have a lot of exes. Like you really have a lot of exes. And I was like, yeah, like I've been in a lot of 
committed serious relationships throughout my life like I can name half a dozen right now that lasted like a year or longer and I was thinking about this and I've just been processing everything that happened in that living situation recently because it really left me with some like residual stress and like trauma to work through and this is what I was doing with this with my eye mask on on edibles I was just like laying in bed thinking about all this and was like you know what I really like that that cycle of my life I really did go through a lot of relationships like I was like in and out of relationships I never had more than a month of like being single it was like in one relationship for a year year and a half out of that relationship less than a month later into another relationship right and that was like a span of seven years and that hasn't been the case um I've been pretty single for the last how many four years since 2019 and I was thinking I was like you know what Uranus was in my seventh house of relationships when I was having all those experiences with relationships and since Uranus has been in my eighth house that hasn't been a focus for me it hasn't been the case and I was thinking back to the other day I had hosted a class for my Astro HD members and was talking about the astrology transits right and what different planets bring to us at different times in our life and how Uranus is the planet of seven year cycles like we talk about and we know seven year cycles as being like a thing right like our body goes through a seven year cycle like every seven years your body completely replenishes all the cells in your body and everything is rejuvenated and new right and then there's like seven year cycles with the weather and things like that like here where I live in Colorado <laughs> there's this well-known concept of every seven years the the winters reset and we'll have like really heavy winters for like three to four years and then the last three to four years of the cycle they're not as heavy and we don't get as much snow they're more warm <clears throat> excuse me and so I just all of this was just percolating in my head and I was like Uranus oh my god and then I was like wait when I was in and out of all those relationships for that seven year period in my life Uranus was in my house of relationships and Uranus to me has always been the planet of innovation of un sudden and unexpected change right and this is what you'll hear commonly in the astrology community when people talk about Uranus is like oh sudden and unexpected change but I think one thing about Uranus that gets left out is chaos and this whole concept of it really beginning a seven-year cycle and that area of your life being a focus of just lots and lots of change lots and lots and lots of innovation lots and lots of growing like literally and I was looking back at and I've had a lot of y'all ask me recently like what are the ways to look up the transits and you can google a thing called an ephemeris um, or you can buy one from Amazon I think this was like 40 or 50 bucks it has all of the astrology transits for a year period so this is like the easiest way to just <laughs> open the book and look at okay what was going on on this day this year this month or when I have a lesson on this in my advanced astrology course for those of you that are in my advanced astrology uh, course and are students of that course I have a how to read an ephemeris class in there because 
when you look at it, it's like, oh my God, there's a lot going on. But really, once you learn how to use this thing, like it is the easiest way to look up, okay, when is Pluto going to go into Aquarius? When is Mars going to go into Cancer, right? You can literally just open it up and look for that. Um, and it's so, so insightful to, to just, I, and I think the easiest way to see the transits and insightful to look at insightful. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm talking so fast. It's so insightful to be like, okay, this look back on a part of your life that where there was a major change, right? Like for me, um, this whole, concept of the seven year cycle in Uranus moving into my house of relationships was when I really started to put a focus on my relationships and enter into relationships to learn a lot about myself through the other person, which is also what the seventh house represents. Um, and this literally happened. Um, now I'm on a different year. But I was thinking, I was like, okay, when did Uranus move into my seventh house, like, to begin with? And it was 2010. And that is when I entered into my first, like, serious committed relationship. And literally, like, to the day (laughs) is when that began and when I met that person and when we started dating. Um, And then it was, like, a year and a half, two years of that. And then on to the next relationship and then all the way up until when Uranus moved into Taurus and moved into my eighth house. Like I said, literally to the day, the day that Uranus moved from my seventh house into my eighth house, (laughs) like you can't make this up, was the day that my, at the time, boyfriend up and made a decision to move to Hawaii and end our relationship. Like, you cannot make this stuff up. Um, so this is, like, what I wanted to talk to you guys about. I know this is a little bit of me rambling, but, <laughs> like, Uranus really is such a, I think, an underestimated planet. I feel like it's not given enough emphasis in the natal chart and also, like, the transits of Uranus because they really do take us through these different cycles in our life. And... We are, according to human design and according to Ra, the founder of human design, Ra Urahu, we are yearning, (laughs) hold on, Uranian beings, right? We, in 1781 was when we, as a species, as a human race, began this evolution into the nine centered beings that we are now. And that's the basis of human design and the basis of your chart in human design is being a nine centered being versus a seven centered being, which we evolved out of in 1781. And 1781 is also, I believe, the year, let me look that up to fact check that actually, um, that Uranus was discovered. When was Uranus discovered? Yeah, literally it's the same year that that evolution began was the year that Uranus was discovered. And Ra, the founder of human design, says that we are, and this is information he was given, like he didn't just make this stuff up. He channeled this. And we all have the ability to channel this information, but that's not something I'm going to get into in this video. (laughs) 
that's something I get into uh, in my programs and, and my courses a little bit with you guys. But um, by the way, if you are listening to this or watching this before February 20th, the enrollment for my group program, Become a Reader in 90 Days, is still open for enrollment. It closes on the 19th and we start on the 20th. Like I said, it's a group program, so there will be bi-monthly, every two weeks, there will be calls with me and with everyone else in the group um, that's taking the program with you, that's learning how to become a reader with you, and we will have question and answer calls, we will have focused topic calls, and really this program is to help you and support you in learning how to become a reader of astrology and a reader of human design, and not only that, but gain confidence in being able to read these systems for yourself and to help other people with them, whether you want to do it professionally or you want to do it just to know the systems for yourself and help your family or your friends, right? Like either way, this program is really going to help you learn how to read charts, astrology and human design charts on your own with confidence and really give you a structured step-by-step system to be able to do that and teach you everything um, in three months. So we're going to spend three months together and you're going to learn how to become a reader of both systems in that time. And I'm so excited. So come join us. You will also get journals with your personal astrology and human design charts on the mail to you. So the sooner you sign up, the sooner that will be in the mail on the way to you. Um, And yeah, enrollment ends on the 19th, like I said. And I'm really excited to support you guys in this way and to build more community around these systems as well. Like this has been, if you've been listening to my podcast or I probably talked about this on my YouTube videos as well. I cannot remember for the life of me. This is my right brainness coming in. It's like, where have I talked about this? When did I talk about this? I don't know, but I know I did. I've been talking about since maybe over a year ago now, building a community of people that are interested in astrology and human design and my membership is like a foot into the door with that because we do have monthly calls we do have a support chat um, with everyone in the membership but the program the group program the become a reader program like takes it like 10 steps deeper where you will have like literally the accountability and the network of people learning with you in there and access to be as well like you those of you that are in the membership don't have as much one-on-one access to me as those of you that will be in the group program um, that begins and I don't know when the next time I'll be doing this is it definitely won't be for another six or 12 months so if you want to learn how to become a reader from me and learn my reading style and all of my secrets of reading charts come join the program because I'm not sure when exactly I'll be doing it again because I to have many other things planned for this year to unveil to you all but yeah so you have less than a week to sign up all that information is on my website at astrologyhumandesign.com hit the courses or hit the banner up at the top that will take you to the become a reader program page and you can learn all about it what's inside what you'll be learning there's an FAQ so any questions you may have are probably answered on there as well or you can reach out to me on Instagram with any questions you may have. Um, there was something else I wanted oh 
was talking about building a community. Like this is one of the ways I intend to build community and build a support system of people that are reading astrology and human design because I haven't found anything else like that out there. So, and that's been an intention I've been sitting with for over a year of like wanting to build more community, wanting to build more of you guys, like a network of you that are interested in these modalities so we can all come together and support each other in learning these systems and share insights, share tips, share questions, share answers. Um, So the group program is a great place to come join if you're seeking that as well as the membership. Um, The membership's a lot more affordable. So if you're like, I want to do the program, but maybe like in a year from now when you're doing it again, come join the membership because that's like a taste of the group program, what the group program will be. Okay, I forgot where I was, but we'll get back into it. (laughs) Um, Uranus, we're Uranian beings, right? So Uranus is such a big focus for us and really innovating, bringing this like just aspect of change. And I feel like since 1781, it's something we've still been evolving, right? Like over the last 200 plus years, this has still been a change that's been taking place like in the minds of humans. Like our bodies have changed, right? You can see that that's reflected in the human design chart. We no longer have seven energy centers, like seven chakras. We have nine and now, but our minds haven't really caught up. Like our minds are still in this like, Saturnian life cycle of we have to figure out our lives by the time we're 18 and we have to have our whole life together by the time we're like 20 because then we have to reproduce because we're gonna die at 35 you know like right after the Saturn return like that's how it used to be but that's not how it is now like the average I don't know what the exact average age is now but I'm sure it's somewhere around 70s 80s and that is also indicative of the Uranian Uranian I cannot say that word Uranian life cycle that we're now in and the like the fact that we're Uranian beings like a Uranian cycle is 84 years whereas a Saturn cycle right is 29 and a half so the fact that we're living longer pushes out our our purpose it it like not pushes it out but elongates it right people don't mature (laughs) now I would argue until like 40s and 50s till the till the Uranus opposition at least if not the Chiron return right and but we're still expected as a society to be matured by 18 and be an adult by 18 and have our stuff all figured out by that because you know like again we're still like mentally living from this place of being in a satirian cycle and it's just not the case like we are truly uranian beings now and i think uranus is such an underrated planet and doesn't get enough emphasis um, because we've been just so focused on saturn and so focused on like these kind of old paradigms and old ways of looking at our lives as human beings and like i said this is still evolving but i think human design really brings this lens of like this is how it is and brings like science behind it too which astrology doesn't do a whole doesn't do a great job at bringing science but human design really brings that like our genetics right it brings in your biochemistry and it brings in all these different aspects that 
astrology is kind of lacking on its own, which is why I love both so much. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share this revelation. I just wanted to share like my experience with um, Uranus shifting and, and my reflections on that looking back on my life like wow relationships were such a focus of evolution and innovation and change for me which is what Uranus is all about and a lot of times that came through chaos and now and I also have to say that whenever especially a longer a slower moving planet like Uranus or like Pluto I just have to make sure things aren't catching on fire <laughs> I mean, I would see that, but anyways, whenever there's a slow moving planet, like, and I talked about this in my astrology transits class that I did for those of you that are in my Astro HD membership. So if you are a member, go watch that class. If you haven't yet, the replay has been posted. Um, but I talked about this because the, there's a difference between the, the major transits and the minor transits and major transits are like Uranus, right? Saturn, Neptune, the things that stay in a house for longer periods of time. And their lessons are ones that are drawn out, but they're not any less impactful than planets that move faster like Jupiter, right? Um, if, if anything, they're more impactful because they spend such a long time in such one part of your life that it deeply affects who you are in the rest of your life, right? Like all of the relationships that I had that were a focus for me when Uranus was in my seventh house have shaped who I am, have evolved me and matured me and grown me so much as a person and also within my relationships. And this is something I wanted to bring up as well, where especially, like I said, the slower moving planets um, like Pluto, Uranus, they not only affect the house that they're moving through in the time that they're moving through it, but they also affect the opposite house because they're going to oppose anything. Well, they oppose that house, first of all, but they also are going to oppose anything that you have in that house. Like anything in your seventh house, trades to your seventh house are going to oppose your ascendant or anything you have near your ascendant or in your first house, right? And so that whole seven-year cycle of Uranus being in my house of relationships also was this um kind of like I'm picturing the two of pentacles right now where it's like a balancing act it's like a seesaw where it was also like a very big focus on myself and cultivating a greater sense of self through what I learned in all of those many relationships and I never really had like a type I have dated all kinds of different people and I think that <laughs> Uranus cycle goes to show that as well because Uranus is also the planet of individuality and uniqueness and difference and just like being different and embracing that uniqueness and it's just so funny like looking back um, and thinking like how this has affected me. But it taught me so much about, like I said, not only my relationships and what I want within a romantic partner, but about myself too and the per kind of person I want to be because, oh my gosh, thinking back to when Uranus first moved into my seventh house, like in 2010, I was a sophomore in high school. Is that is that right? Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> and every relationship was like a new level or a new version of me like within that first one that I talked about earlier like 
I had no idea who I was. I was like a jellyfish. I didn't have a spine. I like couldn't speak up for myself. I would just go along with, this is like classic lesson of Libra rising, right? I talk about, I have a blog post on the lessons of your rising sign. And this is like the classic lesson for Libra is like learning how to not be a people pleaser and not conform, but rather have like who you want to be, be reflected in the people you're around, but not change or morph yourself to match that energy. Um, just because it's easier, right, to go along with the crowd than it is to stand out. And that's something that this Uranus, that Uranus cycle really taught me as well, was how to embrace myself, how to really find myself, because I didn't know who I was, right? Um, And I entered into relationships to kind of just have that other person to focus on and not realizing it at the time, looking back, like it also did really teach me a lot about myself and taught me a lot about what I want, like I said, in a partner. Um, And it really changed and evolved me, like, to a tremendous degree, degree. And it's just insane. It's insane to look back and be like, wow, you really just can't make this shit up. And then the minute that Uranus moved into my eighth house, it was like, okay, I got to pay off these debts. (laughs) Like, I got to pay off in debt. I got to pay off all these debts, this credit card debt, the student loan debt. I got to start investing, right? Eighth, all eighth house stuff. It's like, I also have to learn how to be vulnerable and intimate about that and like sharing more of myself because I have sun in the eighth house. So that is still a focus for me because Uranus is still in my eighth house and will be until Uranus moves into Gemini, which I think is in 2025. 20, um, a couple years from now is not, doesn't happen until, let me, actually, I can look at that for you guys. I think it is 2025, but I'm really excited because I feel like that will be a time where I travel a lot. Yeah, summer, summer of 2025, July is when Uranus moves into Gemini. Um, Because Uranus in my eighth house has also been a lot of psychic awakening, intuitive awakening. Um, Like it's really when I started to learn more about the occult. It's when I started to really, I think it's, it's when I learned about human design. It's when I learned... Uh, more about astrology and really started to do that when I learned about tarot like literally a couple months after Uranus moved to my eighth house was when I started to learn tarot and learned that I could channel learned that I was a psychic learned that I was intuitive and sensitive and a medium Um, right so Uranus brings this it brings a lot of chaos but it also brings a lot of innovation it brings a lot of self-discovery and I feel like Uranus really helps you to grow into a how do I describe this like parts of yourself that maybe you hadn't discovered yet like Uranus really reminds me of um like a pioneer like it's someone who is just like going out there and you know like 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 Elon Musk energy like he doesn't know what the fuck is gonna happen if he tries to populate Mars but he's just like has this vision and this innovation that he wants to pursue this idea right this genius ingenious idea which is Uranus of like I want (laughs) to I want to put people on Mars like and people think he's freaking nuts but like he's gonna do it he's gonna figure it out and he's gonna learn from that right so that's really like the planet of Uranus it's like yeah to everyone else you might seem crazy you might seem like this weirdo this eccentric person right but like you're doing it for you and what is that teaching you about yourself and how is that information that you're learning from that able to like, how are you able to 
adapt through those changes and innovations and chaos that it causes and then bring that to the people, right? Bring that to humanity and bring that to the collective in a really big way that's beneficial to our evolution as a society and our evolution as a species, right? Our evolution of our humanity as well. So I think those are kind of the bigger themes of Uranus on a maybe a like a collective level but also on an individual level you know it's like what are you learning from Uranus that is bringing a lot of unique insights and information about yourself to yourself or about your life that you can share with people and share with humanity to help support other people that are dealing with that as well if there's anything I've learned from sharing my life and sharing my ideas and my insights on social media, it is that no one has a completely unique alone experience ever, like ever, ever, ever. Um, So how can you use what has happened to you and share it with people to like create that and find that common ground and use what has taught you, right? The resilience that you've gained through that process and that learning journey to help others who are in that, but maybe don't know where to find their footing or don't know how to move through it. Um, so I think that is such a beautiful lesson of Uranus. And yeah, I just like, I really found a new love for Uranus through this reflection. I'm drinking cacao and I didn't realize I finished it. But yeah, like I said, I'm really excited to see what Uranus brings for me when it's in my eight, my ninth house in 2025, because I feel like that will be like a seven year cycle of, of traveling a lot, ninth house and learning through just visiting a lot of different places outside of my, my home. Like I think I will have Uranus, Uranus try and Uranus happening soon for me. Um, because my natal Uranus is in Capricorn, which will try and Taurus eventually when Uranus moves to that near that degree to where it is in my needle chart if that makes sense um which I feel will be good in terms of like one of my intentions after this this living situation is to buy a home and I feel like that will be a good time because of trying this harmony between (laughs) planets so I feel like there will just be like sudden unexpected things that occur that provide a like actual home to me because my Uranus natally is in my fourth house um something else too I wanted to touch on was the different aspects that Uranus makes throughout the transits um that it that happened (laughs) what are words today I don't even know like where is the moon right now um no I'm gonna look this up where is the moon but for real Oh, it's in Scorpio. That makes sense. Actually, the moon is opposing Uranus right now. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) Oh, I love how that always works out like that. Um, So one of the things that you face in your mid to late 20s is the Uranus square. And that only happens about, I think, two two or three times, depending on how long you live. (laughs) Uh, For most of us, it's only going to happen twice. And the first one will happen when Uranus moves into the modality 
so this is also something I talk about in my ebook and in my membership classes and my membership. If you are not familiar with um, using this kind of way to, it's it's even hard to articulate like outside of if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about. But so squares happen with planets in the same modality, right? So if you have Uranus in a fixed sign, when Uranus is in a fixed sign, it's going to square your Uranus at some point, right? So say you have Uranus in Aquarius. When Uranus is in Taurus at that same degrees um, or around the same degrees that you have your Uranus in Aquarius in, it's going to square your natal Uranus and that will be your Uranus square. You know, we talk about the Saturn return. It's probably one of the most commonly known transits that occur to, to the chart. The Uranus square is like that, but it's different. Um, it creates through challenge and conflict a lot of sudden and <laughs> unexpected change and probably through chaos, conf con conflict and challenges that happen through, you know, chaotic events and things like that that prompt you to innovate and change, make changes in your life that were needed. Um, so whenever Uranus transits to the same mode, like fixed, cardinal, mutable, that's when you will have your Uranus square, that makes sense. So I have Uranus and Capricorn in my fourth house, which Capricorn is a cardinal sign. That's the mode of Capricorn is cardinal. So when Uranus was in Aries in my seventh house, there was a point during that transit, that seven year cycle, that Uranus squared my natal Uranus. Um, and I'm about to look for that right now because I am certain that something wild happened. Oh, yep. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally, y'all, you cannot make this up. So let me just double check what degrees my Uranus is at. Um, I think it's at 23. No, 26. Neptune is at 23. Okay, so my natal Uranus is 26 degrees Capricorn, right? So whenever Uranus moved into 26 degrees of Aries, that is when I had, because it's already passed, my and I was 20 I was 23 yeah I was 23 at this time so early to mid 20s is usually when this happens when Uranus moved to 26 degrees of Aries that is when I had my Uranus square because Aries is a cardinal sign so that happened get this y'all get this 26 20 um that literally happened <laughs> in what was going on in my life. That happened in May of 2017. What was going on in my life? I decided to leave Boulder, which had been my home for three years. <laughs> I decided to leave and move to the mountains two hours away with a partner at the time. I up. And suddenly and unexpectedly changed my home, fourth house, where my Uranus is. Um, and my relationship also changed because we, move in, we moved in together with that move. So I just like all of a sudden, uh, the guy I was dating, we're like, you know what? We want to move to the mountains. Our leases are ending. Like, oh my gosh, there's a job up there like with the company that we're working for. Like we could just transfer. Like literally just all of a sudden. It all happened and I made that move with my partner. Fourth and seventh houses. <laughs> Sudden unexpected change 
creating innovation in my life and in my home and in my relationships, which um, is where Uranus was at the time in my seventh house of relationships and where Uranus is natally for me in my fourth house. So yeah, that just goes to show you more about the timing of your astrology and how these things can just trigger certain events. Like I talked about this in my astrology transit class that I just did for my Astro HD members is that transits are like trigger points, right? It tells you about the weather, but it also tells you about certain trigger points in your life that will change your life and change your perspective on life forever. That move really changed me. I had wanted to, you know, I'm an avid skier. I freaking love the mountains. And that really taught me what it was like to live in such a, like live at 10,000 feet and live in such a mountainous climate. But ultimately it wasn't something I wanted to commit to living forever because there was snow on the ground 10 months out of the year. And I also like to hike and I like to climb and it was just, it became a lot. So that change, although it was something I really wanted at the time, it created a lot of innovation at the time as well. It also taught me a lot about how I want to move forward in my life and really what I want to cultivate more so in my home and not chase such chaos and uncertainty in these like crazy, unique and different situations. Um, and how to, how to cultivate more stability in my home life as well, because it was really chaotic living up there. So yeah, that is, um, my two cents on (laughs) Uranus and the seven year cycles of Uranus and some real life astrology for you guys. So let me know what reflections that brought up in you, what, things that prompted in you to look at in your chart I would love to hear from you I'd love to know what this brought up for you what you have learned from me sharing this reflection and looking at because I'm sure you guys have looked at okay where is Uranus for me right now and when did that shift happen right that changed the focus of that for me um so Uranus moved into Aries into and 2010, like summer, I think it was May of 2010. Um, So think back to like, look at your chart, where's Aries and think back to like what you were doing or what changed about your life in that time. And then Uranus moved into Taurus. Um, Let me get an exact date for you guys here. I think it was 2018, May, May of 2018. Yeah. Middle of May 2018 is when Uranus moved into Taurus. So think back to those two different times and kind of what was that theme of that seven years for you and what 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 transition happened when Uranus moved into Taurus and what kind of theme are you in now? Um, I'm still very much deep in eighth house themes and will be until, like I said, I think July of 2025 was when I looked up, if I remember correctly, when Uranus moves into Gemini. Um, so, yeah. Reflect on that. Give you guys a little bit of homework (laughs) and treat you like, like my students. Um, this was fun. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for, for listening. Like I said, I hope, uh, you learned something. I hope you're able to reflect on, on your life in some way and use your chart 
as a little bit of guidance for that because it's everything. It's everything once you know how to read your charts and use them as what they are meant to be, which is your user manual for life. So yeah, hope that was helpful. I love you guys so much and I will see you in the next video. Come sign up for the Become a Reader program. Come join us. I would love to have you. Uh, message me if you have any questions. I respond fastest to Instagram messages. If you email me, it might take a few days or a week to get back to you. So just forewarning you, not the best at email. Um, but Instagram, I respond pretty quickly if you have any questions about the program. And I hope to see you in there. If not, the membership. Come, come learn astrology and human design for me. I would love to, to teach you more. And... Okay, I'm going to hop off now because I could just rant forever, but I love you all, and I will see you next time. Bye!